and welcome to episode 11 of this, the uncut, unedited podcast where two guys in the fitness industry uh, talk about stuff in the fitness industry. Uh, my name is Craig Johnson and on the screen with me is Mount Florida's version of Tucker Carlson, Fox News' own <laughs> Jonathan Pugh. How are we? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. That might lose me some fans. I went insulting there. I went. I went full on insulting there. Uh, he's not really. He's not really. He's he's a very liberal thinker. This boy. Um, so, <laughs> so Jonathan, uh, the reason that you have called me here today, <laughs> the reason that, today, uh, today, the reason that we are here is uh, right now we are discussing fitness myths. Yes. Uh, and last week we spoke a lot, spoke a lot about the physicality of fitness myths and all these things, and uh, we covered a lot of them. But today, I would like to focus on uh, nutritional myths, which we've been getting a lot of questions about. Uh, so we're going to discuss. This is kind of like a part two. Um, we're going to discuss uh, quite a wee bit about the nutritional myths, but we also got a lot of questions in from our socials, so thank you very much. Uh, train underscore MBS, if you want to ask us anything on Instagram. And do you know what I think this is, Johnny? Why we are getting these questions? Because I don't... Oh, I got <laughs> no, no, People want to know us. <laughs> Just to get to know us, so we've uh, we've had a lot of uh, of questions through that are not fitness related that we're going to answer in this as well. So I'm excited to been? sink my teeth into it. Me too. To be honest, like some kind of nutrition content. Hi, I'm excited. <laughs> some kind of high carb, low carb, high fiber, paleo, keto, vegan breakfast. I'm ready to go. Uh, Sounds incredible. Sounds incredible. <laughs> All the bacon, none of the fat. <laughs> yes. Turkey turkey rashers. Ah, love it. How have you been, first and foremost? Yeah, but yeah, well, uh, yeah, I was bolstered, mate, because of the, you know, the we get we've got a date now for getting back into the, the studio, which is awesome. We do, we do. Excited. Exciting. We've got a wee um a wee break as well and been able to train outside. Uh, well, with groups outside so that's quite nice so and the weather's been all right so it's a it's a triple it's a triple positive a triple whammy which a, triple. A, a double a double positive makes a negative right a double negative makes a positive a triple triple positive is just a lot of good it's a lot of good how much <laughs> good it's a, a lot it's a lot what about you <laughs> how's things uh fine yeah good no complaints. <laughs> I've not really got anything exciting to say. I'm pretty much just doing the same thing as I was last week. I hadn't, I hadn't seen one of my clients in about a month. And um, when I saw her, I was like, oh, how you doing? It's, you know, let's, it's going to be you know, good to catch up. And then we, we were like, let's catch up. Okay. Okay, we're, we're good. Nothing we're good. <laughs> yeah. Nothing the, to the, say. The reason I hate COVID the most is because it's ruined all my banter with my clients. Like, what did you go up to the weekend? What you got planned for the rest of the afternoon? Yeah. I already know the answer. <laughs> I think I realise that that's what conversation actually is. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I know. Yeah. Fair enough. So we've got, yeah, so we've got diet to talk about today, right? We're focusing on diet. A lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of confusion there for sure. So maybe we can clear a bit of it up, possibly. 100%. And uh, lots of myths, lots of diet myths. I mean, we kind of spoke about one uh, last week, which was like, you know, eating after 6pm yeah. and stuff, which really grinds my gears. Uh, but there is loads out there, loads. So I'm just going to throw one out, Johnny. Just chuck it to at you. me. See, to see you. if I can catch it. Right. A gluten-free diet is healthier. This is one of the myths that I've been floating around recently. Mm -hmm. A gluten-free diet is healthier. Free diet is healthier. Um, it's an interesting one. You know, if you're so so with with gluten, a lot of people have problems digesting gluten. There's some people who are celiac; they they can't digest gluten. Um, I I used to know a guy that if he ate a pizza, you know, if you especially if he was in a night out or something, he'd have he'd, he'd cave in, have a pizza, and he would be in a coma almost for the next day you just be gone 
could are you be talking about you no no <laughs> well that's that's yes but that's because i can't i can't handle my three beers so i'm just normally out, out of the game for a day no but if you're celiac so someone's celiac they just can't digest gluten uh, the body has a really hard time digesting it so normally like they got a lot of symptoms of discomfort um intestinally and, and often they're just like um, they get very tired very sleepy for at least a, a day maybe more um and then you get people who have got varying levels of gluten intolerance, um, which you can, you can kind of test for a little bit. You can do things like elimination diets. You can try and figure out if you have an issue digesting it. Um, for most people, you know, gl gluten is in a lot. So for when someone tries to remove gluten from their diet, they realize that it's in so many foods. I did an elimination diet a few years ago and realized that there's gluten in many things that I, I you know, I was thinking immediately of like bread, you know, pasta. Yeah. Actually, it's in a lot. Um, so for the, for most people, I would say that's probably not true. I think unless you've got an allergy or a real, an issue digesting gluten or you have an, an, an issue with intolerance, um, I would say, you know, you're probably, you're probably going to be fine. Um, what about you? What, what do you think? No, it's the same. I, I was asked, like, obviously we put out feelers to, to say, you know, give us your, give us the myths that you've heard and, and we'll debunk them. And that was one that cropped up. And uh, my response was the same. I said, look, if, if you have an intolerance to gluten or you, you know, just can't, can't digest it, like you, you said, celiac, um, then you're going to have problems with it. But in general, like, if you have not been diagnosed with that and diagnosed is the key word because it could potentially be something else um so if you're not diagnosed with that then for all intents and purposes if you're thinking about it in regard to health there's, it's not really going to be hugely impactful um in regards to like you know if you're talking about weight loss yeah sure it's not going to be hugely impactful, but if, if you're looking at it like from a health perspective in regards to like digestion, it'll usually show up in some form of discomfort or it will be diagnosed as, as celiac. So, Just something that I've, I've come across a few times and that um, a lot of people have sort of self-diagnosed as being gluten intolerant, so they just, mm -hmm. they just don't eat gluten. Um, what, what sometimes happens is that if you don't have a food group, you're not, you're not eating a food group regularly, just use gluten your body doesn't have to produce the enzymes in order to break it down so if someone basically decides to go gluten free for six months and then they try bread just to see how they, they get on they're often going to feel like immediately like bloated because your body down regulates the production of enzymes that are not required in, in, in the breakdown of food so if you're not, you, you, you no exposure to something. That's why they say with kids, you should expose them to basically almost everything mm -hmm. so that their body allow, gets a chance to kind of digest it, break it down, and so that intolerances don't, don't develop, hopefully. So just, just sometimes there's a difference between being sensitive to something and mm -hmm. intolerant to it. So you can, you can oftentimes like just taking a long break from something and then immediately having a, a large, like, you know, eating a whole loaf of bread or, you're in a restaurant, you have a pizza, uh, you haven't had any gluten for six months, you're probably not going to feel that great. But that doesn't mean that you're intolerant. It just maybe means that you've built up a wee bit of a resistance to it because you haven't had it in your diet. Um, so kind of little and often might be a, a thing to try for some people. Yeah, I, I definitely come up against the, the, the diagnostic side of things is something that uh, I have conversations with because there's, you know, the internet's a beautiful thing, but, you know, if you search your symptoms, the likelihood is it's going to tell you you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I've had, I've had a lot of that. Like a lot of people have said, you know, Oh, I've got an underactive thyroid. I've got an overactive thyroid. Mm. And the first question that I ask is what exactly did your doctor say? Um, and they'll say, Oh no, I haven't been. It's just, I, I fit the symptoms. And you're like, well, nine times out of 10, if you have an issue like this, you are given, a treatment for it or you are given a suppressor in the form of medication yeah. um so it it balances out so for me like the is why probably a lot and i said that at the very start is if you are diagnosed and it's because a lot of people do that they self-diagnose and aren't yeah. aware that it could potentially be something else it could be the break that you've had from it then you go into it you, you become uncomfortable but it's one of the things that it's 
I find quite difficult to talk to with someone because, I mean, for example, right, I've got a friend who's overweight and will always tell me about his thyroid, but he's never, ever been and got it checked. He's just mm-hmm. Googled what could potentially cause weight gain. Yeah. Now, I have had conversations with him uh, saying, could it be anything to do with the 33 beers that you drink between <laughs> Sunday and the three takeaways that you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday? He claims it's not. <laughs> so it's definitely the thyroid. But yeah, diagnostics is like a big thing for me. Um, yeah. Get it get it confirmed and then yeah. they will put you on the path to treatment, which will suppress. So it's yeah. a big one. Yeah, sure. No, for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, intolerances are a bit strange because you can't often test for them. Uh, you yeah. can do a, a, a scratch test, um, so they'll they'll take a little bit of like I think it's I think it's either hair or skin, and they'll do a they'll do a test on you know whatever will flash up. It's a little bit um, pseudo scientific though. Doesn't really, it's not like a blood test like you're saying for for uh, like thyroxin or something like that. Like some some aspect of your thyroid that's defunct. Mm-hmm. will show up in a blood test um so they'll be able to address that and intolerances can be a wee bit harder to diagnose but it's worth worth looking at an, an elimination diet mm-hmm. I, I did that a few years ago and it was it was useful for me i found out that i was intolerant to lactose but yeah <laughs> yeah i see to be honest if someone told me i could eat cheese i would just be like look we're going to have to just get a, a plumber on, <laughs> on, yeah, on retainer. On retainer. <laughs> like a monthly allow- amount, yeah. Just, just pay <laughs> them like maintenance. Just pay them like 150 quid a month. We might need them. We might not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. So what have you, have you got any, any that your clients have, have sort of discussed? With yeah. You? Well, there's one that's been coming up fairly recently, um, which is fruit. Oh. And it's a really, um, it's, a, it's a strange one. It, we get asked it on a podcast um, just over Christmas there. That was one of the questions that we get asked. And it, it, so the, my, my client asked me about fruit um, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And she just said, I, for what it is calorie-wise, I just don't think it's worth it. Um, and so I was like, well, compared to what? Yeah. <laughs> compared to like... You know, shortbread. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a, so I think, I don't know where this is. I don't really know. I tried to look online a wee bit and where did that come from? But there's definitely, there is a, there's people who've written books about how fruit is like terrible for you. You <laughs> shouldn't have fruit. <laughs> um, it, what, what do you think about that? It, it, it kind of blows my mind. Like I've had that as well. Like fruit, fruit is bad. Um, oh. And I, I don't, I, like yourself, like, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know who's, who's popularized this. Uh, but if you're talking about nutritional value and content, like, I mean, I, I will have, I, I understand what fruit gives to the body. So, like, for example, later today, I'm going to, I'm going to train uh, soccer. So I'm going to have uh, a banana before I go and train because I understand that that's going to, you know, give me that kind of energy boost so it it has its place like in a a calorie deficit absolutely has its place Mm -hmm. like it for me it simply boils down to priorities if you're worried that 115 calories are in a banana or 150 calories are in a banana and you're saying that that's not worth it but later in the day you're having a single bag of like you know salt and vinegars mccoys or something yeah then it comes down to priorities like what is more nutritionally value valuable the, yeah. the bag of mccoys or the, the banana ideally you probably have both because you want to have the nutritional value and still have the treat but still yeah, enjoy so it's not and i understand like you know there's a huge push on sugar just now you know, sugar-free diets are the new, the new big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously fructose, which is a kind of natural sugar that's in fruit, mm-hmm. um, is sort of been demonized. But it, com- it really comes down for me, like the body deals with things differently, like refined and uh, natural. So yeah. fruit's fine. <laughs> in a sentence, fruit's fine. In a sentence, fruit's fine. About, I, yeah, I agree. Probably losing yeah. weight, it's about calories. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're probably right. It is, it is probably sugar. I think sugar is the sugar is the, the thing that's been demonized the most at the moment. Mm. But and and, it, and it, yeah, it probably stems from that. Um, but you've also got nutritional value, like you said, in an average piece of food, an apple, for example, 130 calories, fiber, you've got vitamin C, vitamin A, there's like a ton of, you know, phytonutrients in there. It's like, it's just, it's, there's a lot more to it than just sugar, but ultimately yeah. the body's going to break it down into glucose. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you compare it to a bag of crisps or a biscuit an Oreo um, it's all ended up as glucose it's all ended up as glucose but you know whole fruit with its skin on tons of fiber it's mm. yeah there's no there's no question it's like the stuff that we get taught when I get taught when I was in primary school you know, <laughs> Florence is getting taught eat your eat your it's like seven I think it's seven a day now eat your seven yeah. a day of fruit and vegetables and it's the most fundamental basic stuff <laughs> Do you know, I think it's a concern, like, in, in 2021, like, there's there's nothing that's just concrete anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, like, we've spoke about, we, we talk social media a lot on this. Yep. Um, and one, one of my fears about this whole thing and trying to steer people uh, on, the, on the right path when it comes to nutrition and fitness is that nothing's concrete. Like, you can't make a pretty surefire statement without someone having issues with it. Like I would have never thought when I was in primary one that anyone was going to tell me that not having fruit in a, a sort of day-to-day -day scenario would not be a good thing. But yeah. now yeah. at 35 years old, you know, 30 years on, fruit's been demonized. Yeah. It's kind of it's scary because in 30 years from now, what, is, what does that argument look like? Like, do we just wake up and say, look, Yes, this will get turned into glucose. However, there is a lot more going on in this one thing than this other thing. And when people talk to me about the fruit thing, and they say similar things, like it's quite high in calories for what it is, it's quite high in sugar for what it is, and I say, well, what are you going to replace it with? Mm. And if, if, you know, what, what, is, what is better for you than fruit? <laughs> and there are, there are answers out there. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, someone would probably say, well, this apple's 150 calories, but I could have a Kit Kat for 99 calories. Yeah. And then I start saying, okay, you've got an apple and a Kit Kat. Talk me through the decision process. Yeah. There's 51 calories of difference. Talk me through what else is happening within those two foods. And that's where it starts to like fall apart a wee bit. Because uh, they're wanting to replace that with something that they like. And it's like, why not just accommodate both? Mm. in your diet of a calorie deficit just yeah. make little changes maybe you have you know a handful less exhibit a on your lunch so that you can accommodate for one or the other yeah so it's uh it's mind-blowing in this day and age that we're having to argue that fruit is good yes um i think that is i'm just thinking there you're talking about calories i think there's definitely one of the downsides of calorie tracking not for everybody, but some people, some people over time, I think it probably warps your perception of food because mm -hmm. you're looking at everything through the lens of a calorie, everything. So it's not quite true to say that, I mean, a calorie is just a calorie, right? That's a statement, but it's one of those things that's been, the, it gets the, tossed about a lot. Clearly, clearly a hundred calories of marshmallows is not equivalent to a hundred calories of you know, kale, right? It's just, it's just not like there's no, like no sane person's going to argue that they are in, in the energy, energy wise. Yes. But nutritional, nutritional, nutritionally staying alive. Um, you know, if that's your, if you want to do that, um, <laughs> it's, it's always it's a goal <laughs> considering, you know, that maybe like yeah, actually like focusing on health, satiety and all of these various different things that play into food. Um, and why we eat it and what it get and what we get from it. And I think the other thing there is that, you know, with fruit, yeah, sugar's been demonized. So some people are going to argue fruit is a bad idea. Fructose actually, I think, has a higher GI than just sugar. So I think I think that's the other reason why they're arguing that is because it's very sweet. Fructose is seen as being you know, if you if you had pure fructose, it would blow your mind how sweet it is. It's like a mm. kind of yeah. 
Um, vegetables, if you eat too many vegetables, I think, you, I think it's oxalates that end up getting too high. So there's, a, there's an argument against eating too, too much veg. Uh, if you eat too much meat, there's a risk of you know, cancer, uh, high cholesterol. You know, if you eat too many car carbs in general, you're gonna mess up your GI tract, you're gonna end up with diabetes. Uh, if you eat too many fats, well, you're going to end up with high, uh, high blood pressure from high cholesterol, maybe have a heart attack, you know. So I think, <laughs> I think well, the point I'm trying <laughs> to make is... everyone, you're eating ice and drinking water. <laughs> well, I think imagine that... we just ate, imagine we just ate, do you know what I mean? Like, just, just, just eat. Just eat. That's... Do you know what I mean? If you, if you sit down to like, you know, in the course of a week, uh, a third plate of veg, a third plate of carbs, a third plate of, of proteins, and you switch those out. So you're having maybe red meat once a week, you're having fish once or twice a week, you're having, you know, kind of leaner meats once or twice a week. Or if you're not having any meat, like a couple of meat-free days, like just eat. Who Who is eating that many vegetables that the oxygenates are going mental? Do you know what I mean? Just eat. Why are we overcomplicating this simplicity? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, is it, there's, a, there's just an argument there if you overdo one thing, you know, like too much of a good thing. And like, like we were talking about last week with the, the fitness myths, there's normally some kind of logic to it. So there is, <laughs> there is, you know, if you just ate fruit all day, every day, would that be the healthiest diet? No, probably not. Because you'd want to introduce some fats, you'd want to introduce some protein, you'd want to, you know, you're missing a lot of stuff. Um, so it, it, a lot of them, it kind of comes from a logical place. But yeah. That logic gets taken to the to the extreme, and it gets codified into like you know a system of like you know whether whether it's vegan or paleo or we'll get onto that sort of stuff. But yeah, I just I think like that's it. People are looking as knowledge improves and as knowledge you know increases, and we kind of get to know. I think the average person today knows quite a bit more than you know we did like ten or twenty years ago, which is good. Mm -hmm. Um, the problem is, is that you've got a lot of people who are experts that disagree. Yeah. Well, one expert will say, you know, low carb is better. One expert will say that high fat is better. So I think you're right. I think most uh, dietitians would just would recommend that you eat a, a range of food, fruits and vegetables, and a, and a wide variety of food in your diet. That's it. Unless you've got a problem, that that's their kind of. And then you, that won't work for everyone. But you, I. Yeah. Shall we move yeah. on? <laughs> Let's move on. Your, your blood's getting up. Your blood's getting up. <laughs> right. Uh, well, you mentioned you mentioned like loads of loads of ones there, right? Let's let's just get this one out of the way. Mm -hmm. Carbs make you fat. Yeah. Let's let's get into that. Um, oh, yeah. Well. No. Well. No. Oh, no. Look. Too many calories make you fat, right? Okay, so and and there are some. I find it hard if I'm in a calorie deficit. I find it hard to kind of eat certain carbohydrate-based foods. You know, like it's it's kind of tough looking at what an actual portion of pasta is like when you're eating yeah. in a calorie deficit. It's just tough, man. It's it's demoralizing. Yeah, <laughs> look at your normal plate of pasta my half a pack or whatever and then you look at like what an actual serving is like like a 300 400 calorie serving of pasta so i just think it's like carb carbohydrates taste great like yeah, are amazing good right and a lot of the best foods for dependent you know in my opinion are carbohydrate based pizza right. pasta you know pancakes it's just like so i think it's it's not that they make you fat i think it's just hard to hard to moderate sweets there's another one. Um, but I think that what people miss often is that, you know, most vegetables predominantly are carbohydrates. Most vegetables, that's what they're made up of. That's if you, if you look at the split between carbohydrates, protein, and fat, they're predominantly carbohydrate based. So same with fruit. Um, so I think there's, there's, again, there's a big difference between uh, quinoa, you know, like something like that, like a, a grain, uh, rice and bread, you know, there's just a, there's a spectrum. So, what about you? What do you think? I mean, you, you pretty much stole my thunder there. <laughs> my, the, 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 when someone presents me with that argument, uh, I say, um, if you were given the choice of a, a, a 
pizza or a, a head of broccoli? Which one are you going to choose? Um, and I mean, you'd be mental not to go for the pizza. <laughs> like the pizza is amazing, um, but they are they are essentially both like the majority of them are, are carbohydrates. Um, so usually in that situation, I say to people that it's not actually carbs; it's the it's the type of of feeling that carbs give you mm. that that induce that kind of overconsumption of what people see as carbs, but is actually calories. And you, you hit the nail on the head, and it's simply because when you actually like look at what a, a portion of pasta is, it's not anywhere near what I normally have. But if I'm if I'm weighing out, I would rather just not have the pasta. I would rather have like you know rice because I can get a, a bit more yeah. uh, of that, and it's going to create more satiety and things like that. So. Usually what I, what I say to people is like, it's, it's not carbs themselves. It's the, I don't want to say type of carbs, but you know what I mean? It's oh. like, uh, well, it, no one's it, ever, no one's ever become, I don't think anyone would become morbidly obese from simply by eating broccoli. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think so. You'd have I think it's, I think it's the, broccoli a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But for, for me, like uh, carbs are demonized because it's very easy to overconsume carbs, yeah. which relates to the calories in total. So, uh, like for example, if, if I'm ordering a pizza, it is minimum 12 inch. And I know straight off the bat that's over, you know, 18, 2,000 calories. We're pushing into that tier, mm. but I'm finishing it. Mm-hmm. Do you know I mean, I'm not, I'm not having three slices and thinking that was wonderful. I'm going to push that to the side. Yeah. It's just very easy to overconsume certain carbohydrates. Yes. And that's what pushes us over our overall calorie or energy balance, which is why carbs get the bad rap. But um, yeah. if, you, if you equated the same in broccoli, I don't think you could do it. Do you know what I mean? Like it would be, it would be tough to eat 2,000 calories of broccoli. Yeah. Like yeah. it would be hard going. So it's, it's the type of foods that we're having no food is bad as long as on the overall scale of things you said it already it's balance mm-hmm. right if you have a pizza it's not going to be the end of the world if you have a pizza three times a day for three months every week it's probably going to cause you some problems yeah so yeah balance. Yeah, sure i think common sense as well yeah you can apply common sense i think most people um even when people are just beginning with us, you know, starting off, they're, they're still, I think they've got a pretty good idea mm. of what's right and what's wrong. Like mo- most people's just gut instinct is normally right. Like what they've heard online or what someone said that they kind of know is a little bit, like someone saying fruit is bad for you. Um, you kind of know, most people have got a sense of like, no, nah, that doesn't, that you're, you're, no, nah, that doesn't sound right, right? Yeah. Most people kind of have a sense of pizza's great, but it's not exactly a health food. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I love it, but it's not exactly like, you know, the the again when I was in school, it was eat an apple a day. You know, keeps the doctor away. It wasn't a pizza a day. We can't yeah. know this. I shouldn't have to say this, but this is like it makes. <laughs> it's it's a lot of it's the emotional attachment. Like uh, when when I eat, when I eat broccoli, right? I'm not broccoli's biggest fan, but I do eat it. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels like a chore, but see, see when I eat pizza, it's a relaxing, chilled out feeling. Mm. So the the overconsumption comes from that that feeling of that food, not so much the food itself. Mm. And you you sometimes do kind of chase that feeling. There's almost. a word for it, mate. There's a perfect word for it. What? Hedonic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I forgot. I forgot. Ah. I forgot, hedonic, yes, the, the heroine of the food group. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, think, I think that's the issue. Like, I've said to you before that food is one of the most um, like overlooked uh, reward service, if you know what I mean. Like People go for a drink to celebrate something and people say, oh, you know, that's, that's sort of a, a kind of, if, that, if that's a regular thing, that's a bad habit to have. People sure. reward themselves with food all the time. Like, I don't know how many times I've been in a position with someone on a Friday at a training session and they've said, like, oh, I'm getting a pizza tonight. I've earned it. I've yeah. done this, this, and this. And you're like, I just have a pizza. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you want a pizza, have a pizza. You should have 
done the math enough to know that it's it's going to be it's going to be all right. But it is a it, it is an emotional attachment that we have with certain carbohydrates yeah. oriented food that I feel gives them the bad name because they're easy to overconsume, or yeah. as Johnny would put it, hedonic. <laughs> um, I think as well we're we're kind of fighting against our we're fighting against our biology a wee bit when it comes to trying to resist certain foods and and label them as bad. This mm-hmm. this idea of labeling certain foods as good and certain foods as bad. Um, we've never we we've we've got this abundance of food in front of us. You can go to the supermarket and you can pick up you can get stuff delivered. You know whatever you want. We never had that before. So the idea that you're going to, like, we should be able to instinctively eat. I was going to mention, like, intuitive eating. That's something I get, I, I get asked a wee bit about as well as getting, when, when do you get to the point you no longer need to track or you no longer need to, you can just be kind of, like, intuitive. And I think, like, I, I just say I always end up coming back. I can spend maybe nine months or so where I'm not tracking my calories. And I'm just eating kind of, you know, I've, I've been doing it for so long. I've got a good sense of what works in my body and what doesn't. And then mm-hmm. I need to kind of sometimes come back and spend three or four months, track my calories, get a sense, get a surprise, you know? Yeah. Um, I just think that we're not, it's not that we're, I'm not saying anything like derogatory about, about humans. I'm just saying we, we never had lots of food available all the time. Now we do. Now mm-hmm. we do. In the space of a hundred years, we, now we do. So, and not just that, but we've got this amazing, you know, you phone up a pizza, you get this absolutely like, I mean, it's a work of art. As far as you, a work of art, as far as your brain's concerned, it's like, what is this? This is like, it's such a rewarding thing. You mentioned it there, like your brain is is like, it's a very, it's hard to, it, yeah, it it fulfills a lot of our um, reward circuitry, right? And, yeah. and it's hard to resist that. And if you want to eat intuitively, but you're, you're surrounded by good food, I, I just know that if me, for one, I can't have, um, you know, sweets in the cupboard and uh, biscuits up there. And I just, I, I'm not good with that sort of stuff. I'm, 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 I'm good if it's not there. But if it's there, because yeah. re- throughout the whole day, I'll be fine for the majority of the day and I'll have a, a I don't know, I might feel bad, <laughs> feel sad. And then I'm yeah. in the in the cupboard, right? So it's just too much of a risk. I don't trust yeah. myself. Yeah, I love I love that. Uh, I love that. There's a, a meme going about just now that says like the, the the portion size of of chips is like ten chips or something. <laughs> um, and honest to God, this is me. I eat ten chips whilst I'm divvying up the chips between like a couple of plates do you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah nah, there's too many on that one there's too many on that one. <laughs> do you know what I mean I eat the portion size as I'm divvying it up yeah um and it's that thing that it's it's because it's in abundance it's because it's there yeah. uh, I totally totally agree with you man where uh, I understand what they mean by intu- intuitive eating um but for me personally like it's not that I'm smarter than the system it's just I'm almost very aware of the kind of person that I am that uh, I I myself in this industry know you know what is nutritionally value uh, what has less nutrition value but if I if I'm hungry maybe I'm a bit stressed and there's a, a packet of crisps or an apple I'm going to take the packet of crisps because it's going to make me feel better uh, and I know that sounds like mental but it's the feeling that I'm after not so much the the nutrition or the content, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking I'm a little bit stressed, but a bit of a shit day. These are going to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, and instinctful eating is, is basically saying that's okay. Yeah. Um, but again, the reason why I'm not the biggest fan of it is because if the crisps weren't there, I would just have the apple. So I'm always like, be mindful of what's in your house. And we've said this before, like I physically cannot have things in my house because I don't trust myself with them. Yeah. Like if I, you know Mawam, those wee strips of Mawam. You know Mawam, yes. No, Mawam. I destroy family bags of them yeah. on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the like pair, pair three sweet serving or whatever, you know? I know. Who, like, who's who's that doing for? that? Who's doing that? 
who is taking three malam and, and go the, back to the, the sofa? family <laughs> the family share bag like like that's just to add uh, guilt that's just to add guilt because i'm like there's yeah. no way <laughs> i'm not tanning this whole bag yeah i'm looking yeah. for the other bags that are for the family i'm like this this is mine this is mine this is but yeah like so it's it's easier for me not to buy them but instinctively like if, if that was in the house I would understand what I needed for my goals and I would understand what was nutritionally valuable towards my goals, yeah. but I would have the Malam. Sure. Because it's the feeling that it gives me. And I think, well, I, I would say, you know, for, don't feel bad about that because you get two, two PTs that do that on the reg, right? And are aware of the, like, the risk of having that. If, I, if you had a, I don't know, if you had a bag of Malam in front of your face, like dangling off a stick, just there all through the day. You would, that's it, you cave. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this before, maybe I did, but they did a, they did a study, right? And it was to look at how, it was to look at how much having food in front of you would affect how much you ate. So having like, like ready access to food. So they did a study in an office where people were given a big bowl of uh, Skittles or M&Ms, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they had three groups. So the first one, they had the bowl right in their desk. The second one, they had the bowl in a drawer. And then the third one, the bowl was like maybe a couple of tables away. And the difference between having the, the Skittles or whatever right in front of you and being, you know, three or four tables away reduced the consumption by 80%. Wow. Because if it's right in front of you over like whatever the, I can't remember how long the study period was, but it, it was a, a, it was like a 20% reduction in the drawer. Someone had to reach down and pull the drawer out and get to it. And then 80% to walk, you know, a couple of tables across and grab some. Um, yeah. Makes sense. Because it's just, you're going to, as the feeling takes you through the day, you'll just be like, crawl, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's quite interesting. That's, it's, not, it's not like a willpower thing or like you're, you know, you're, you're something wrong with you because you, you, you know, because you like <laughs> good tasting food. Yeah. Uh, Guilty. And in, the, in the same respect, like don't don't think it's a weakness that you have to, you know, I can't buy that because I can't control myself. Yeah. Like the fact that you've identified that has already brought it to the forefront mm-hmm. of of your mind. So you you've you've made a decision. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if every time I seen Johnny punch me in the face, I would stop hanging about with Johnny. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, if every time I seen a bag of Malam and I ate the entire contents and started to put on weight. If I didn't buy the Malam, problem resolved. So it's yeah. not it's not any weakness, and it definitely something you shouldn't feel bad about. Um, For sure, it's, it's good. It's good. So, Johnny, yes, I'm going to do another wee quick fire one with you because we done this uh, last week on the more fitness orientated one. Okay. Um, so you know the rules we're looking at about a sentence or less and you'll have an opportunity to expand on them after okay okay um so i'm going to round some off for you just now um sugar has no place in my diet sugars in almost almost all foods in some in some form and your body requires it for movement um and muscular function, nervous function. I, I would, I, I would, I would disagree with that that statement. <laughs> Don't really know how else to condense it. Fresh produce is healthier than frozen. Fre- uh, not not in all cases. Some you know frozen vegetables are actually they're quicker from the field to the freezer, and and they've been shown to just ha- to have as much nutritional benefit. As their fresh counterparts so there's maybe an environmental benefit as well yeah i think there's a, a an economical one as well like you know oh, yeah. like it's a you know obviously different ranges of of income um like i know I, i've I, I buy frozen peas i buy only buy frozen. frozen i kind of i kind of almost don't want to say it because i don't want people to catch on and then um then there's nothing left but honestly like it's been a game changer for me i, I don't buy fresh uh, vegetables anymore yeah yeah, I think the only thing that I buy fresh is uh, mushrooms and peppers because mm-hmm. I don't think they, when you when you cook them after they freeze, they don't they don't really taste soggy. 
Aye, soggy. The, the yeah. texture is not the same. Uh, so they're the only two things that I really buy fresh. Um, but yeah, economically as well. It's yeah, just... if you're buying broccoli, like a big bag. Of, I, I end up buying a big bag, a couple of bags of broccoli and and spinach, and I just I work my way through them. And, and you never you never throw stuff in the bin. There's no waste. Well, you know, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, coconut oil is incredibly good for me. God. Uh, these are these are from uh, clients and people online yeah. that have said this. Coconut oil is incredibly good for me. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> is Prove the full is the full statement. Uh, prove me wrong. I, I don't in a, in a in like a sentence. Um, coconut oil, coconut oil is is pretty good as far as oils go. Hmm. It's been way overstated. Like way overstated. Like if you had like that like Gary V thing, that overrated, underrated coconut oil is overrated. Like it's yes. just the avocado of oil. You know, it's just it, it it just blew up. But it's it's actually is there is there going to be much of a difference in your health between using a good quality olive oil, maybe a rapeseed oil with a you know no, just it's, it's just a it's just an option. It's good. It's good. Better than lard. Better than vegetable oil. Yes. Yeah. Quite high in saturates, though. Quite, quite, quite saturates. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying I don't want to go down that, that rabbit hole, right? I know it's just a sentence you were looking for, but I, it's not a yes or no. It's not bad for you. It's not. It's just. It's. It's. It's a good oil to use. It's definitely not the only one. Um, quite expensive. Probably not that great for the planet. Mm. If you care about that. <laughs> It's been overdone. It's been way overproduced. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm done with the, the coconut oil. Yeah. Uh, and the last one we had then, uh, which was from our, I think this was from our socials. Snacking is bad. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Same guy. Same guy. <laughs> Snacking is bad. Prove me wrong. I'll, I'll I should point I'll... out this man is like a bodybuilder who's like five meals a day, religious chicken rice, old school training style. Maybe not on our, not on our uh, kind of wavelength when it comes to the general population of training, but uh, snacking is is bad. No, it's uh, not. I'm just going to say it. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that that that. I was I was going to ask him a question back. Meals are bad. There's a statement. Yeah. Meals are bad. Snacks are good. Meals are bad. What's the difference between yeah. a snack and a meal? Well, small smaller meals are are bad then. Smaller meals are bad, so bigger meals are good. Uh huh. Big, so big meals good. Big meals small good. Small bad. meals bad. Sad face. Um. Yeah. No. I mean. Well, no. You can't. Maybe for some people, right? It depends. Some people definitely do better with small meal, small enough meals. Uh, some people do better with bigger meals. Depends on if the person's in a calorie deficit. It depends because you know you might want a you might want a big meal to make you feel full. I quite like that. I have a very yeah. lean like I almost do. It. If I'm in a calorie deficit, I don't know about you, mate, but I do intermittent fasting because I because if I, as long as I don't eat in the morning, I don't really feel that hungry. But then when I start to eat, I feel you know I just it, as soon as I have my first meal, that's it. My appetite goes. Yeah. So I tend to eat quite like small meals throughout the day and then a big meal at night. But um, yeah, no, no. Nah. Nah. Do, you know, do you know one of the reasons why I like doing the, the quick fire style is because some people like, ask us questions that follow us are, are fitness professionals. And these are, these are blanket statements they're making um, to, to, to us, you know, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Right. Um, so that gets put out onto a bigger scale and it, it goes to show you, I, literally, you said the words I was hoping you said it for, it, it, for some people, you know, snacking maybe, but because you can't use these blanket statements. So like the coconut oil thing, um, it's a good oil. If you want to use it, what you use it, use too much of it, then it's not going to be, it's not going to be great for you. Mm. Uh, there's also the economic thing, the frozen fruit, you know, yeah. fresh is better. Some people might not be in a position to continuously buy fresh food whether that be a time restraint from actually getting to the shop or an economic one so these kind of statements i feel don't really help anyone 
you know what I mean? Because snacking, for some people, might be the difference between them over-consuming a meal, which, you know, kind of puts them over their, their energy balance, or just eating the perfect amount. Because you know what it's like when you've not eaten for... Say, when we've had some of our working days, we can go... Sometimes you find yourself, like, eight, nine hours without eating. Yeah. And you're just... You're hammering it. And then see when you come to eat, all the food, like you, by the time you're three quarters of the way through the meal, you've already blown, like, you know, more than you would have normally had you have just paced yourself out through the day. Mm-hmm. So these kind of blanket statements, I don't feel really help anyone. So look, I think, yeah, you're right. They don't really help anyone. And sometimes they waste time. Because if I said something like, you know, the earth is flat, prove me wrong, right? You, if, I mean, you're going to waste an hour trying to convince me of something mm-hmm. where there's all this evidence that it's not correct. And it's, I mean, that was an obvious one, right? But let me say something else. Cut flowers are causing the polar ice caps to melt. Prove me wrong. No. <laughs> well, first of all, no, it's just, it's ridiculous. Why would I, if I said cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers are the best food that you could eat to reduce your cholesterol levels. Prove me wrong. You know, it, it, stuff. I'm, I'm, all, I'm being, I'm overstating the ridiculousness of making a statement about something which you have no, there's no factual basis. Uh-huh. And, and, and the definition of a, a truth, the definition of a truth. I'm reading a book right now about truth and and about, so we bit about myth. If you've got, if you're trying to test if something is a truth you should be able to poke, poke at it with like satire and humor and, and it can stand up to that. You know, if you're talking about something that's like solid, like gravity, right? It, you can't really, but you can joke about it, but it's, it's solid. It's not going to bend because you're joking about it because you're trying to poke into it. And sometimes when you're doing these quick fire questions, I like them as well, but because I'm a dry, sarcastic person, I know you are as well. You cannot, my instinct is to be like, is to, uh, it's, it's, it's to make fun of the fact that someone's like so convinced of something mm-hmm. that they have no real basis for believing. It's just like, yeah. a, how, where, where, your, where have you got this faith, this unshakable faith that coconut oil is so good for you? Yeah. Where's the context? This, is, this brings me to my thing. You know how I say all the time when we're talking to people who are attention-seeking posts and putting things out, uh, we kind of touched on it mostly when we were doing like the, the kind of body shaming episode that we've done. Um, I, that that time-wasting thing kills me. I, I, this is what I mean by ignore them. Like, if someone said to me, snacking bad, I, I, or snacking, snacking is bad. Yeah. Like, I would just say, okay. Like, it's my most said phrase in the world. Okay. Because literally there's there's no point like we've got a mate who's a flat earther okay okay do you know what I mean I'm not prepared to waste my time because I sometimes feel that there's that because their belief is so strong there's a need to talk about it do you know what I mean like there's that there's that desire to have confrontation towards it yeah. so you you'll see it quite a lot in like other movements where people will be so against something uh, that they put that out there, and they're putting it out there because they want that uh, that interaction. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm not getting any. I'm not getting any. But see if you just say honestly, it works so well. I've had it face to face, and I've had it online. Just say yeah. okay, okay. Like I, I'm not going to waste. It basically says so much. I'm not going to waste my time getting into a discussion. Yeah, like this because I know it's mental. You know it's mental. We both know why you're doing it. It's just yeah. I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of of getting that little bit of boost that you need from riling someone up. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's it madness. And I think that's it. where some of these things come from. I, I, I agree, yes. But just saying, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Yeah. No, but don't you, don't you want to know? Don't you want to know? No, no, no. no. Fine. Yeah. That's definitely fine. Uh, As I, you're, you're entitled to say whatever you want because you have freedom of speech. Mm. Whether I agree with it or not, I will die on the hill for you to say it. But I don't need to, I don't need to like, go into it with you. You can yeah. just say it and that's it. 
Bye. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. No, that's good. That's really good. It's and it's it's good. I think some some people still need an explanation, um, because these things are people who say things they codify stuff like that. Or again, on social media, they get a following. You know, people. Um, I think we're looking for the answers. You know, we're, uh, often uh, a lot of, a lot of my clients have got these beliefs that have come from their exposure to someone online that they follow who said something like that, you know, coconut oil's good, snacking's bad, eating after six is bad. Um, so they've got those beliefs somewhere and they've picked them up from someone who has made that statement. So I think it's worth talking about them, but I like, I like this approach um, where you're not really giving it like the, the really ridiculous stuff. You just dismiss it with humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because we could do a big, you know, I could go really in depth, we could get scientific, but ultimately, you know, is fruit bad for you? Most, most people probably get a real sense that that's not true. You know, yeah. like the fruit, which has been in the planet for, I don't know, I don't know, thousands of years, you know, an abundant source of energy and something we've, we've, we've consumed since day dot, you know, is that bad for us? No. No, no, anything that's kind of, I think the more natural a food is, the better it is for us. Um, aye. That was tell, the best story, tell you the best story I've ever got. Like, this is just a wee, a wee finishing story about somebody telling me fruit was bad. Um, but three years after I became a PT, I went back home. And it was just at the time where um, I was starting to change things in one of the jobs that I, I worked for and like, you know, chatting to papers and stuff who were wanting like interviews because we were introducing things and uh, I remember I went home and I was at a, a friend's party and there was tons of people there and um, someone someone had said to me you know like ah stay away from fruit man it's dead fattening like, it's dead fattening and I was like okay <laughs> my usual like okay and they're like no 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 it is it is it's, it's too much sugar right the guy was sitting there with a bottle of Buckfast and a joint <laughs> And I was like, fruit, fruits, fruits, the, fruits, the problem. Cool. Joint. I mean, I'm a, you know me? Yep. I'm fine with people smoking a weed doobie, you know, just pass that shit my way. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, you want to drink, drink yourself. But it's that, it's, it's that lack of, lack of like irony. You know what I mean? Bottle yeah. of Buckfast, tobacco filled joint, not even a blunt, tobacco filled joint. Yeah. Fruits bad for you, mate. Fruit. You know that. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fine. That's fine. No problem. I, I agree with that. That's so perfect. that's that's kind of one of the best stories that I've got. And I think at that point I stopped getting angry about mm-hmm. this stuff. I sort of realised that I don't think people are 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 intent like the people who are saying that are intentionally meaning to to rile people. I think you know most of this stuff comes from a certain place that they've heard or seen something, but most of the people in the world are aware that things like it is okay to eat after six yeah. fruit is okay for you it's all about balance and just generally common sense yeah 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 Which, yeah exactly and and also and and one thing to think about is a lot of those questions a lot of those statements you're saying you know like prove me wrong there's maybe not an answer for that uh, yeah I know we, we shared that thing a couple of weeks ago from, I think it was some bio lane about what does a good coach say? What's the language that they use mm. versus, you know, so it's like rather than being dead prescriptive about something, it's maybe it depends, uh, you know, it may be this, you know, it's kind of, it's ju- just being aware that not all things have an answer. Yeah. Um, because it depends on the person, depends on the, the individual. What works for you may not work for me. Again, absolutely. I think I think there is a need and desire for everyone to be an authority on something. And I, I think what's what's really worrying for me is, especially when it comes to nutrition, from some of the stuff I've I've seen online, is that no one's just willing to say I don't know because they might think it it will be weak uh, or it will be seen as weakness or it will be seen as you're not an authority on a, on a subject and. Yeah, so I think just that 
it's for me it's it's really empowering to be able to say I'm not sure yeah. or it might and I don't know like when you're talking about theoretical physics like people who are actually taking people and sending them to Mars their answers are <laughs> I'm not sure we haven't tested that we don't know how they'll respond to that it's all very it needs to be put through like the rigmarole but I think there's so many people that are just jumping on the I've got the answer for this but it's my answer yeah and that's what people's not realizing like you mentioned there intermittent fasting intermittent fasting works really well for me when I'm losing weight because of the exact same reasons that it works for you yeah that as soon as I eat my appetite kicks in and I want to consume more food so the, the later I hold that off it works for me but I will still say to someone doesn't when they ask me does intermittent fasting work I'll say it may very well work for you I don't yeah. have the answer yeah try it like yeah. use it as a trial yeah. period, see how it goes <laughs> So, the um, we we've been doing a bit of a well. Th- th- this has been great, and we've been so we've been doing a bit of a focus on myths, uh, fitness myths, nutrition myths. And uh, if you have been listening to this, and you've got any more that you'd like us to you've you've encountered that you'd like us to hear a wee bit more of information about, then we might well do a social media post on it. Um, it might be something we cover in a podcast. It might be something that we just do like a, a video about and, and stick it up in our social media. So. Yeah, leave us a comment if there's any more that you'd like us to kind of delve into, and we'll look at that. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. we got we got some questions and some very quick questions yes. from our, our uh, lovely people on our socials. What's the first three things that you're going to do when lockdown's over, Johnny? Or you're looking forward to? Um, well, okay, number one, looking forward to getting back in the gym. That's mm-hmm. number one on my list. Two... I want to try and book a holiday for me and the wife and the kids and, and get up some hills. And three, get out with the boys. Get out with the boys. Yeah, yeah. Get, to a, get to a pub and just get absolutely destroyed with my boys. <laughs> <laughs> just lose consciousness. That's yeah, awesome. My three, what about you? Uh, really similar I'm looking forward to getting back to work uh, I'm looking forward to getting out of Glasgow and going to somewhere a bit greener not that there isn't green places in Glasgow but I think if I walk through Queen's Park again uh, I will destroy my own mind um, and yeah traveling further afield holiday and just kind of meeting people as a group in person which is uh, pretty cool um, so yeah, thank you very much, Glasgow Podcast for yeah. that, um, which we have been on, by the way. You can go through their archives and, and check them out. Uh, and we got one last question from, who was it from? Uh, it was from something strength or something. Oh, it's Adam. It's Adam. Adam, yeah. Adam sent us. Adam sent us a message, which was, "What's your favourite film, book, TV show?" Oh, um, okay. Well, TV show, it's probably going to be. Mm, it's probably going to be Vikings. Okay. Top three: Vikings, Mister Robot, and Sons of Anarchy. Uh, nice uh, book. Off the top of my head, probably, ooh, probably The Daily Stoic, if I was just to recommend one book. Um, can't really think. And then film, uh, Training Day. <laughs> not, John Wick like 3 was the best film ever made. Training Day, the best song ever. No, John Wick 3. John Wick 3. John Wick 3. John Wick 3. What's it? But top 3. John Wick 3, Training Day, and uh, probably The Matrix. <laughs> How about you? Uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> what about you, mate? What's your, what's your tops? Uh, books, anything by Michael Marshall Smith, Val McDermott. Um, any of those really uh, not so much individual books they do more series so there's loads of books within their series uh, TV yeah yeah yeah, yeah fiction um, TV shows 
It's always sunny in Philadelphia. League of Gentlemen, Inside Number Nine, Day to Day, Brass Eye, anything dark, twisted, sick humour. I'm your guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and films. I like my films a bit off the wall, actually. So, uh, Memento is good. Um, I don't know, really. I am a bit of a film buff, so I don't really have a favourite, but I'd say Memento is one that stands out for me. Memento? Never seen it. It's good, man. It's good. It's an early Christopher Nolan film with Guy Pearce and Carrie Ann Moss and the other guy, Joe something. Uh, I can't remember his name. But uh, so there you go. So that was the questions that we had in. Just people wanting to get in those, Johnny. I saw it is, mate. I have enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the questions. And stop asking us how tall we are. <laughs> Who's asking that again? I'm, I said it before, five foot two, all right? There's a Q&A, there's a, there's a Q&A, but I'd been added to everyone's TikTok, and the first, like, nine questions on our TikTok is, like, uh, how tall are you guys? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why does that keep coming in? I love it. Man. Yeah. Man. Right. That's I think this. That is I this. Think that is this. I Thank think you. that's it. Hope you enjoyed that, guys. Bye. Bye.